Hi everyone. I want to welcome you to the plug. Uh, thanks for plugging along with us uh, today. Uh, me along with my co-host Carrie Perkins, I'm Trina Felber, uh, are going to be talking with a special guest, someone who knows a lot about the body, especially the inside of the body and how it affects the outside of the body. We're going to be talking about skin conditions such as um, acne, rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, uh, melasma, um, things like that. Things that you might have to deal with every single day um, that have frustrated you. Uh, you've tried to cure with multiple topicals and possibly even diet or pills uh, that just won't heal and won't go away. And why is that and what can you do about it? My special guest today is Liz Wolf. She is a nutritional therapy practitioner. Many of you may know her from uh, her blog, Real Food Liz. She is the author of The Skinnervention Guide and Eat the Yolks. I highly recommend both of those. They are amazing, uh, amazing sources for you uh, to learn about your body and how to heal it. And uh, she's been on Balance Bites. She's had um, numerous articles in Paleo Magazine, and the list goes on. Um, I want to welcome Liz and Carrie, and let's just get on with the show. But I need to tell you uh, that we had some technical difficulties. We have tried to mesh um, two different technologies to get this show active and live so that you could see both Liz and Carrie and myself. However, uh, we tested the technology multiple times. It, it ran fine, but when we went live with it, somehow the, the volume control from Carrie and mine, uh, mics did not function. The only person that could be heard was Liz. So we tried to adapt to the situation with some trials and errors and we tried to fix the situation. What we ended up doing was Liz did all the talking and Carrie and I would ask her questions that came from the viewers, which you cannot hear, um, and Liz answered them. And then at the end, Liz um, left and we did our broadcast the way we normally do and finished the show. Uh, so you, it's gonna be a little choppy. Um, we spliced it together the best that we could, but please forgive um, some of the things that you'll see that might pop up on the screen um, over Liz's face, unfortunately, as we were trying to technically work out the problem, uh, which we did not resolve. So anyway, on with the show. I hope you enjoy it. There's a great coupon at the end, so it's worth all the distractions. And uh, join us again uh, the next time we, I think, we are going to be talking about what you can give as a gift from Primal Life Organics. The holiday season's coming up. What will go in the stocking? Who can you gift it to? And um, we're going to have lots of ideas, so stay tuned. All right. So you guys can hear me. I can hear you. They can hear me, but they can't hear you. Nailed it. Part one with Liz Wolf. But that's how we have all the digestive issues and the liver and hormonal burden all kind of wrapped up into one. So I don't know if that sounds like a terrible nightmare for everybody, but basically the recipe is to deal with this gradually, heal your digestive system with the right foods, keep an eye on how your gut is functioning, and we can talk a little bit more about that later. But at the same time, you can support the liver with things like, um, I think burdock is a good one, milk thistle, there's some digestive support teas. Um, I really like milk thistle, it's something I recommend in the skin intervention guide. So all of these things are going to boost liver health, enable your liver to deal with these detoxification products like it's supposed to, and then hopefully the whole system can kind of start to catch up. Now, I know I didn't mention any specific conditions there while I was talking about that, but doing that patiently and really keeping an eye on that stuff is what's going to almost give you the foundation to resolve anything that you're dealing with. So whether it's hormonal acne or eczema. Um, so I guess that's kind of where I like to start with people. I basically just gave you the summing, summation of this intervention guide. <laughs> Bottom line. Read the Skinnervention Guide. Okay, the question is, how long did it take me to heal my hormonal acne? Um, that's kind of a hard question because for a long time I wasn't trying to heal it. I was changing my food and I was starting to just kind of do the stuff that everybody in paleo was talking about, starting to try and heal my, my body from the inside and with better food. And it improved 
during that time, I remember, but it didn't really, really improve until I started to kind of attack it more aggressively. So I would say I was doing kind of the right things food-wise without paying attention to digestion or gut flora for probably a year. And then I started to really kind of attack things for probably, probably six months. And then I added all the nutrition stuff that I talk about in the skin intervention guide, like the superfoods and on top of the digestive stuff. And I swear once I did that all together, it was like your powers combine. And it was like Captain Planet. And I, I think things cleared up within about three, four weeks. I remember being like, wow. So I don't want to say people can affect complete change in like a month. A lot of people can, um, but it's also a matter of giving your body time to adjust. I think the enterocytes in your gut take at least a week to 21 days to turn over. Um, skin cells, I think, take a little bit longer. So you have to give those cycles some time to kind of execute probably multiple times. Um, and for everyone, it's different because we're all kind of messed up to a different degree. If I can say that. I mean, I was pretty messed up. And I also had like 10 years of horrific dieting disasters under my belt at that point. So I think I had quite a lot of repair to do. Um, sometimes when you start full tilt, like you just, you're doing all the digestive stuff, all the liver support, all the food changes and all of the new topical stuff. When you do that all at the same time, we talk about this on the Balanced Bites podcast sometimes. When you do everything at once, sometimes your system's like, uh, like doesn't exactly know what to do with all of these new inputs. So for some people, taking it really slow, which is, I think maybe what I technically did without even knowing it, is probably probably the best way to go. And it also kind of helps alleviate that stress reaction of like, isn't everything supposed to be better by now? when you're just kind of patiently doing things a little bit at a time. Yeah. So Trina just asked, talk about like acne, rosacea, eczema, all of the different things that we see reflected on the skin that actually have roots in the diet. So we're going to talk about kind of what, I guess, component of the diet that, that we need to be focusing on. Okay. Yeah. So, I want to say kind of that there's, we're going to talk about like what kind of foods folks should be eating, what kind of foods can trigger different um, conditions of the skin, that type of stuff. And I do want to say it really depends on the landscape. So I think a lot of people wouldn't be here right now if they weren't frustrated with kind of the standard stuff like, oh, I switched to paleo. Oh, I'm chewing my food really well. I'm taking maybe a stomach acid support supplement. I've been doing this for long enough and it's not working. Like, if that stuff had worked, people probably wouldn't be plugged into this call right now. So the majority of people that I talk to are people that are, are a little bit frustrated. And that's where it comes down to the individual level where specific food intolerances, like very specific to that person, are what's actually causing issues. So for a lot of people dealing with rosacea, I'm noticing some histamine intolerance. Um, which is really kind of like a fermentation byproduct, I guess. I'm not super well-versed on hits. I usually have to refer out for that. But I've seen salicylate intolerance. Um, salicylates, I think, are in like most citrus and different fruits and stuff like that. So at the ground level for different people, you're actually not so much talking about um, the foods themselves. It's more what your body's doing with it. So I do want to kind of put that disclaimer out there. The normal culprits are refined grains, usually grains of any kind, refined dairy, low-fat dairy, low-fat foods, stuff like that, just the real inflammatory junk that we, that we eat kind of before we figure things out for ourselves. But so that's really like with kids, eczema would usually like the first line of defense is getting rid of the dairy. Um, for rosacea, I guess rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, any of it, probably the first line of defense is just kind of pulling back on the really crazy, um, you know, super spicy, super complicated foods and just going for something really well cooked, um, like broths and stews and soups and stuff like that, just to not only give your body the foods that are not going to irritate it on the inside that also contain the nutrients the body needs, 
but also to give the body those foods in a way it can really deal with easily without adding inflammation on top of inflammation. Wait, histamine is released by your body as an allergic reaction. Continue. You could have no symptoms of histamine release and you could also have full-blown symptoms like hives and swelling of the throat, like what we conventionally think of as an allergic reaction. So they might not be seeing that reaction physically, like through hives and stuff like that, but it could be contributing to a skin condition. So what you're basically talking about is, and this is anything, this is um, inflammation, like kind of subclinical inflammation where you're not like big and inflamed and like your whole body, you know, like the marshmallow man or whatever but you are inflamed. Like that can be something that's going on internally. We see a ton of people that look perfectly healthy that are actually massively inflamed and chronically ill. You just don't see it on the outside. So what Trina was saying is that a histamine reaction, which I think is something we don't talk about a whole lot in the paleo primal community. I'm sure Chris Kresser has addressed it once or twice, but um, it's kind of that new, that new, um, frontier of stuff that we're talking about, like all these individual intolerances that can cause reactions. We're talking about the gut. We never used to talk about the gut. And we're talking about things like histamine sensitivity, salicylate sensitivity, stuff like that, FODMAP sensitivity, these things that you may be reacting to and you don't even know it. So that, I think the solution for that is probably a basic elimination diet. They suck. The, <laughs> the biggest thing that you need, <laughs> they do, I've done, I've done them many times. But the biggest thing to remember when you do an elimination diet, like something like an autoimmune paleo protocol, which is really like, so the autoimmune paleo protocol, like what Sarah Ballantyne outlines in um, her book in the paleo approach is pretty much the best drawn out type of approach, like the best roadmap that we have for an appropriate elimination diet for people to start with is pretty much the paleo approach. Um, but one thing to be really mindful of that a lot of people are not is they just, they start under eating because they feel like they have no options. And what happens when you start under eating is you send these scarcity signals to your body can really go into, it's a cliche, but kind of a starvation mode where it's in a self-preservation mode. Um, what you want is a really thriving metabolism which you have to feed your metabolism in order for it to work. That's kind of the whole basis. You want to make sure you're not underfeeding for a feeling that you have a lack of options. So you really keep your eye on that because if you're downgrading your metabolic rate while you're trying to do this elimination diet that's going to fix your problem, you're actually going to end up with more problems than you started with. Sorry. Okay, so the question was for acne and um, dairy. Like what's the problem with dairy? when it comes to acne, what actually causes problems? Is it the hormones in the dairy? Is it the lactose? What is it? And I got that right, ladies. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. So with, with dairy, for some people who are like massively lactose intolerant, that's a problem. Some people I'm sure, depending on how you were raised and the type of exposures you've had chronically over time to like synthetic hormones or hormone manipulators, you may actually see like the hormones in conventional dairy causing a problem. These people are extremely sensitive. The most impactful issue with regular old processed dairy from the grocery store is just that it's pretty insulinogenic, causes insulin spikes, it drives insulin in ways we don't want to, and insulin is, it's a growth factor. So anytime you have kind of wild insulin kind of out of control, you'll also see other things going a little bit out of control. So it could be anything from like a wild mood swing to like your skin going crazy, almost anything. I've never had a problem with like say raw grass-fed dairy, full fat, a lot of people do pretty well with that. But if your acne's pretty stubborn and you're having issues and you're still doing some, you know, even full fat grass-fed dairy, you might wanna pull that out for a while, but, <laughs> make sure that you're replacing the nutrition that you are getting from it. So dairy is actually a really good source of vitamins A and D and grass-fed dairy, full fat, this is always full fat dairy, is a really good source of vitamin K2. And those are all really important for the skin. So if you feel like you've been drinking three glasses of full fat milk a day from your local farmer or whatever it is, um, just make sure you're being conscientious about where your vitamins are coming from. Um, something you can do if you're not good with the fermented stuff, if you have an intolerance, 
rather than doing the fermented cod liver oil, you could grab some, I believe it's Rosita uh, extra virgin cod liver oil. It's not fermented. It's completely cold processed. Um, they produce it in Norway. It is insanely like, like how they do it. They're the only people doing it in the world. It's pretty amazing. Um, and I think it's available in the United States and Canada now. Try going to evclo.com and you can order that. And then I'd also grab the butter oil from Green Pasture. Usually butter oil is fine. It's not reactive for people. But if you really don't want to do the butter oil, you can grab um, Thorn. That's T-H-O-R-N-E. Again, not giving medical advice. Just throwing it out there. Thorn vitamin K2 drops should be okay. Make sure it's vitamin K2, MK4. That's menaquinone 4 or something like that. So the question was, is butter oil okay for someone with autoimmune disease? I think it depends. I know there are people that are really successful with it and they do fine. Um, sorry about that. But there are others that feel like they react to dairy of any kind, doesn't matter what. I do think there may be an element of, and this is a little bit hippy-dippy, but I think there might be an element of kind of molecular memory when people have been dealing with intolerances or reactions for so long that nobody can figure out and there's no real justifiable physiological reason why someone should be experiencing a reaction to something, I think sometimes there is that bodily memory of stress and um, difficulty having reactivity to stuff that goes back a really long time. Um, it this sounds like a silly comment, but it's like that with dogs. <laughs> like our dog Scout has gotten really, really car sick, and there's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her inner ear. There's nothing wrong with her at all. But she has some really bad, like reaction memories to being moved, and we're trying to work that, work with that. So I don't know. You know, that's not really where I got this whole thing from, but I think it's an easy example. We actually see this a lot, especially with children. Children that are dealing with something can have kind of that, I don't know what the word is, miasm, I don't know if that's the word for it, but that emotional memory that's causing a reaction that maybe there's no physiological reason for. So it really comes down to, did you take it out and feel better, or did you keep it in and feel fine? You know, you really just have to experiment with it. Okay, so Trina's question is like the cycle of sensitivity. So you change your food, you, you change everything, and then you find that all of a sudden you're sensitive to something that you weren't sensitive to before, or you're sensitive to it and then you're not, and then you're sensitive to it, just kind of cycling up and down. I don't have a great explanation for why that happens. For me, I kind of got unsensitive and then didn't get sensitive again, so I can't explain that, why it happened for me that way and it doesn't for others. But I do think there is there are cycles of healing. So when we talk about, okay, this is fun. Trina, you'll love this because, so Trina has these three beautiful children and I'm always like, Trina, if I ever have a kid, will you teach me how to make them behave themselves and whatever? <laughs> They're so cute. And so like, well, Trina and I will talk about this. And what happens with kids is that they will make all of this progress. Like say you're potty training a kid. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it's too, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> You're potty training a kid, and then all of a sudden they don't want to be potty trained anymore. They don't want to do it. They want their diaper back. They don't want to go anywhere near the toilet. It's this regression, and you really need to not flip out about it because it's very natural for kids as they grow and they learn and they kind of acquire new capabilities and behaviors to regress for a period of time and then move forward again. So I think this is just the, the rhythm of our bodies. I think for some people, as they're going through the healing process, they may make a ton of progress in one vector, and then they add something else that maybe their digestive system's not ready for, and it can kind of cause two steps back. So one of the things that I talk about a lot, Trina, is that even sometimes your digestive system is not primed for good food. So for example, like a stew with really well-cooked, soft, um, beef with some good collagen in there from from the beef is going to be a lot easier for your body to deal with than like a grilled chicken breast. It's just already that cooking process makes it a lot easier for the body to disassemble. You have to do a lot more work on just kind of like a hockey puck off the grill. So paying attention to what you're asking your body to do 
as a function of what kind of regression or progression you might see is really important. It's not just about, oh, I've been eating clean for so long and feeling better. It's about the food interacting with the landscape, interacting with your stress levels. A lot of times people go through times of stress and they see a regression. So you just have to play detective with yourself. Do you like my childcare analogy? <laughs> You're like, no, Liz, that's not at all what I've been telling you. <laughs> right, okay, so Trina, well, I'll do like a little addendum to what I was saying earlier. Trina just asked about whether like the hormones and things that you eat, like milk or whatever, can actually like affect your hormone balance as a human being. Um, I talk about this a little bit in Eat the Yolks, like just in passing. By the way, this is a fun little fact. If anybody ever tells you that their animal product is hormone-free, they are lying to you that is physically impossible every living thing has hormones so no added hormones you can say that but you can't say hormone free so yeah I mean in the sensitive people animals I mean especially like fatty like beverages like full fat conventional milk I suppose could carry some hormonal content I guess that maybe could mess with people I'm not sure I haven't looked into it so much but the other thing that I talk about a little bit in Eat the Oaks is that plants have, not hormones, but plants can change your hormone balance too. We've heard about like phytoestrogens and soy. Um, we've heard about goitrogens, things like that that can affect thyroid function and your thyroid hormones. So almost everything in this entire world has the potential to affect us hormonally. So you just don't want to eat something like that's completely unnatural. So like those cows that are freakishly, freakishly, freakishly like amped up with all kinds of recombinant bovine growth hormone and crazy stuff, just eat natural stuff, like how it occurs naturally and you should be fine. Soy, concentrating it into soy rizo, that's just a bad idea. Make sense? <laughs> okay, so the other question was, um, I don't remember, what was it? pregnancy, birth control, menopause, how those things affect hormones and why maybe at different points of the month it's worse than other points of the month. Is that kind of the gist of the question? Oh, man. So my kind of what I tell people when they're pregnant, just go with it. it your body, I think the reason that your body goes a little bonkers, and this is, this is just my this is my feeling on it, is because when you're pregnant, your body makes those adjustments that it needs to make no matter what, because it is dealing with something that is way more important than you right now. So I think those wilder swings, like if you're pregnant and your hormonal acne flares up or something like that, that is probably a direct result of your body just saying, this is how things need to be, and it might affect you, it might not, but this is, this is how we're going to handle things. So during pregnancy, I think you just need to care for yourself gently care for your skin really gently. Trina obviously has like an amazing line of products that like that's, I know that's not what I'm here for, but hey, buy Trina's stuff for pregnancy. But, <laughs> and it's amazing caring for your skin really gently and, and simplifying from the outside and continuing to eat all of the really good foods that you can while keeping an eye on digestion. Um, digestion is compromised a little bit during pregnancy, so that's probably an even more important time to pay attention to that stuff but your body's gonna do what it needs to do and you just have to kind of get through that. As far as like being on birth control or anytime you're, I mean, if you're ingesting hormones that are meant to change your body's hormonal balance, you can expect that either while you're doing that or after, there's going to be some, some unnaturally wild swings in hormone balance because you're you're making your body do something versus allowing your body to do what it needs to do. So that's kind of something that you can expect. I was on birth control for probably, oh geez, I don't know, I'm old now. So like at least 10 years, um, the birth control pill. And that, don't laugh at me, Trina. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which one it is. Um, so that will change things. And, and also given that you're ingesting hormones when you're taking the birth control pill, but your body is also going through those natural rhythms of one hormone falling while another rises. Um, and so you kind of have this two pronged, like double storm. What's that thing? Going? Sharknado. You have like this sharknado of hormones going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's just one of those things where you just have to kind of keep an eye on everything. And that gets 
so much easier. Like you'll be able to self kind of figure out exactly what you're, what you should be looking for and what your tendencies are just as you start to kind of like think about it. You don't have to know everything right now. You just need to be thinking about it. All right. So melasma and col I would say it wrong, colasma, which like a lot of you would know that as like the mask of pregnancy. So when you're pregnant, um, the melanocytes basically start to behave a little bit differently. Um, and this is a really kind of limited field of study. What's, this is really cool, actually. So a friend of mine um, who is a midwife told me that when you're, when you're pregnant, you know, um, I guess as you get closer to delivery, your, your bullseyes get a little darker, your nipples get a little bit darker and bigger. And that is a function of the same type of hormone, hormonal reaction that goes on. What makes your nipples darker so the baby can find them is very similar to what happens like when you get that line up your belly, the linea negra. Um, it's the same reaction inside of your body. And my suspicion is with melasma and colasma is that it's that thing that's supposed to happen. It's very important really for the baby. Um, but it just kind of goes berserk. That could be a function of our lives up until that point where our hormones are a little bit out of control and that is a hormonal um, process, why that happens. So our hormones are kind of out, of out of whack and it just enables our melanocytes to behave a little too appropriately <laughs> in that point. So that can happen on your face, it can happen on your chest, it can happen almost anywhere in your body. But my hunch is the solution to that probably lies in the time before it even happens, which is kind of a bummer. But if you're already dealing with it, I think you giving yourself the cofactors for hormonal balance is probably the key. So obviously it's going to be digestive support and nutrition. Yeah, making sure your gut flora is okay so your liver isn't dealing with all these toxic by byproducts of wonky gut bacteria but also making sure you have a lot of magnesium in your diet. If you're drinking soft water, try to remineralize it to make sure you're not missing out on a lot of trace minerals because all of those things have a ton to do with hormone balance and your body's ability to process hormones appropriately. Okay, so Trina asks about detoxing with clay. So a lot of people know I love like clay masks. I'm obsessed, um, probably a little too obsessed, but actually taking clay internally for the purpose of detox and maybe helping with some of these skin conditions. My, okay, here's my concern. So I tried clay before and it's like a chelator, like it, it absorbs things and then you pass them through and it takes them out of your body. If you are taking any kind of other, other digestive support or anything like that, any kind of supplemental support to support your skin, my concern is that clay could potentially limit the effect of the other things you're trying to do. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with this kind of really, um, I guess, clinical holistic detox, but it would be interesting to hear from other people who have had experience with it. I think the most important thing to do is either maybe start with clay or end with clay, like not doing a whole bunch of other stuff at the same time, or taking clay away from when you're taking, as far away as possible from when you're taking your other supplements. So I'd be interested to hear if anyone else has experience with it. I did take some Redmond clay internally for a time. Didn't see a whole lot of differences, um, but that's pretty much what I know about clay. So if you know anything about, if you've ever had experience taking clay yourself, go ahead and type it in and let us know. What causes rosacea? Do we have any idea about what causes it and then what we can do about it? So there are a couple different um, I guess schools of thought around rosacea. One is that it's an inflammatory condition, which is kind of where I tend to land. Um, the other is that it is a bacterial issue. Like it's actually an issue of a certain type of organism that's living on the surface of the skin and causing issues that way. Um, I'm, I'm not sure kind of who's right. I have a suspicion that maybe there are different things that can cause that same reaction. So if you're on an anti-inflammatory diet and you're doing pretty well on that and the rosacea is not resolving, it might be worth trying some kind of topical probiotic or making sure that externally you are using products that are supporting not only the pH balance of the skin from the outside, which is what helps regulate the good versus bad bacteria on the surface of your skin, 
but maybe just trying something like um, uh, the what what's your what's your line is it infinity that's really good okay infinity or infinity and beyond are really good from primal life organics there's also uh, my friend Haley from primal palette did really well uh, with her rosacea using um, the green pasture beauty balm but it also smelled like fish butts so um, <laughs> for that but also I think yeah, Haley totally, yeah, Trina just got really excited. Um, Haley Mason totally cleared her rosacea, I think mostly with an anti-inflammatory diet. She's been healing her digestion for years. Um, and also using the, um, yeah, the green pastures. Okay, yeah, so go to Primal Palette, go to their website and maybe put rosacea in the search box because I know they, that Haley used um, some of Trina's stuff too. We think the Beyond line, I'm pretty sure. But anti-inflammatory diet, definitely um, some conscientious topical care, and give it time. I think that rosacea sometimes can be a almost a conditioned reaction of the skin, and those are kind of the most frustrating because those take the longest to clear up and can be the most disobedient, but there's, there's hope. All right, so Trina wants me to touch on the fact, and it is a fact, that commercial skincare products are full of like verifiable skin irritants. Um, it's it's really not a question. If you look at the label on this stuff, you'll see, oh my gosh, even down to just the physical stuff they use for exfoliation, it's irritating to the skin. And I think a lot of us, here's what's messed up, right? We, we start using natural stuff and we're like, oh, my skin feels really good, but I have this tiny red dot right here and I don't know what's going on, like there's a little thing here. Yet, when I used like conventional skin products for years and years and years, my face would be bright, red, irritated, angry for like an hour afterward. And I was always like, I guess this is what, what it is. Like, it must mean it's working. Like my skin was really irritated after that. And I just didn't, I didn't think about it. So once we start using like the natural stuff, we kind of expect more, which is good. But it's also like, what was I doing for 10 years? Like turning myself into, you know, like Kelly Kapowski when she used that zit cream. Uh, <laughs> the whole face is right red. So yeah, conventional skincare, and I think I have a list and you have a list, Trina, as well, um, on the Primal Life Organics blog about ingredients to avoid in conventional skincare products when you can. Well, I'm sorry that we couldn't get everything to work perfectly for everybody, but um, this was fun. This is an adventure. Okay, so um, if you already have the Skin Prevention Guide, thank you so, so much. Um, I never do discounts on it just because I want to keep it kind of fair for everybody, but we had to deal with a lot today and we appreciate everybody sticking around. So we'll do like a follow-up um, discount on the skin intervention guide that will go out via email. So keep your eye on your email and then I'm going to disconnect, but Trina is going to stay on and see if the volume kicks back in when I'm disconnected. So just stick around. Um, I got to go, but we'll do another one of these once we've got it all <laughs> worked out. So thanks everybody. Part two with Trina and Carrie. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're back. <laughs> that was awful. So sorry. <laughs> Honestly, we tested this a week ago with Liz. Uh, my husband and I tested this technology. Um, tested this technology um, about two weeks ago. Um, everything was working fine. We had it up and running an hour before broadcast and then as soon as Liz plugged in something happened with the sound the sound on our end so I totally apologize it was going to be 10 times better I wanted to really be able to interact with Liz and um, I had a lot of um, good things that I wanted to say while she was talking I'm sure Carrie had some things she wanted to say we are um, going to try and get through some of the questions that you guys had for more specifically for us um, what I did want to touch on was the hormone uh, or the histamine question um, from my background in um, anesthesia and my nursing background, I can tell you that histamine is released from your cells um, as a reaction to something that your body does not like. Anaphylaxis is a, a is a um, extreme histamine release. 
Um, some people live every day with histamine um, being released from their body from things that you don't know that you are sensitive to. It could be a simple almond that you eat every other day. That little bit of histamine gets released and you can have sensitivities that can show up as acne or um, rosacea mm -hmm. or um, skin conditions like eczema. Um, Babies, um, a lot of times I find that diaper rashes, I found for my kids, was related to the protein in milk. And as soon as I got rid of the dairy, the, um, the and diaper cheese sometimes And cheese. Which well, is still the dairy. Yeah, but, it's, it's the yeah. protein in the milk. So um, those are the things that I found. Uh, but you can live in a state of a histamine release if you want, with, if you, if you want to say it like that, um, and, and have these skin conditions and never relate it to that almond that you ate yesterday um, and sometimes that doesn't it takes a little while to manifest mm -hmm. as well so, so it's, it's essentially just like an allergic reaction but you don't think of it that way because it's not a typical yeah and you, typical you can't how correlate you how can you correlate reaction. you eat how many things a day true Elimination and, and tomatoes like um, tomatoes and peppers and things like that can do the same thing to some people yeah. um, truly what Liz was talking about the elimination diet is really the only way so to like know pinpoint what your trigger is yeah if it's a food trigger if it's a food trigger get rid of it all and then add it back in very 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 slowly and um, you may see your skin condition go away with just eliminating it and then once you add something back in if you do get a skin uh, eruption of some sort you will know that that was what it was um okay so we have a couple more questions like we said that are more related to like our skincare since Liz did a great job of talking about all the internal factors and I'm sure I mean we'll probably touch on that too here but she did a very good job yeah. already. Oh, thank I, I just love Liz. Yeah. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's very She's entertaining. Very and wise. Johnny on the spot, obviously. <laughs> so. But um, one question that we got is how, once your skin is damaged from acne, and or it could be from anything really, but once you have like damaged, scarred skin, how do you fix it both internally and externally? Um, I know Liz touched about digestive health. And digestive health is extremely important. Probiotics, um, kombucha, um, cod liver oil, anything that will help the flora of your gut is going to be reflected in your skin. I can't help but um, correlate your skin. Um, everyone thinks, you know, you look at someone and they look fairly healthy mm -hmm. and their skin looks good. But think of the patients or the people, I call them patients obviously because I'm a nurse, but <laughs> the people that are really, really, really sick cancer patients, mm -hmm. um, anybody that's, you know, has a viral infection that has overtaken them, um, they, their skin is what shows and it's sallow and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's just dehydrated and it looks horrible. So the insides are reflected, reflected on your outside. So if you are seeing, um, acne or any kind of skin condition, most likely, um, there's a lot of things going on and internal health is probably a big factor. So basically work towards healing your gut and then you can also work from the outside. Working from the outside is really important. Um, and I know Liz mentioned this as well, but um, coming from my background with my products, um, when I look at commercial skincare, and I've just, I take pictures all the time and I like to, I need to post some of them. Um, there was this one that called itself a healing balm and I took a picture because there was like three ingredients that were legitimately good. The rest of them were skin irritants, mm -hmm. They um, were cancer-causing agents, they were preservatives, they were um, fragrance, which mm -hmm. um, contains nothing but a bunch of chemicals that were made in a lab, and most of them are neurotoxins and skin irritants. If you sometimes just change what you're putting on your skin, if you ditch the chemicals from your skin, sometimes that is what's causing your skin condition. Yeah, especially if you have already changed your diet so you know that right. it's not that, then you know you gotta go the extra. Mile, yeah, the outside mile. Oils, we both know this. Oils and essential oils are very healing. Liz talked about the bacteria um, possibly causing acne on your skin. Um, so many, so many oils and essential oils, and obviously these are ingredients that we incorporate into this into our skincare. Have those antiseptic, antifungal, antibacterial, right. anti everything bad properties right. that work towards healing the skin from the outside. And that reminds me, we did get a question about um, preserving products that are um, natural. 
there was a question. I mean, maybe you didn't see it. I had a big team. There was a question about how do you preserve products that are natural, like mine or someone else's that just not, does not have um, preservatives in it. Um, here's here's the key. Preservatives are put in your products or commercial skincare products to prolong a shelf life, so they can mass produce these things and allow them to sit on a shelf for a very long time. Um, once you open any product, the shelf life or, or your, shelf, your shelf life is now about six months because the bacteria from the air that enters is no longer going to be um, protected um, by those ingredients, those preservatives. Um, the problem is those preservatives are harmful to your health. So most natural companies like myself do not put them in there, so what the heck. First of all, we make everything fresh, so we right. don't need to. Um, most of our products will last, um, I, I always say around 12 months, try and use it from the time you purchase it, but up to 18 months, um, they're usually pretty good. I honestly have some things that have been sitting in my bathroom for two or three months and... Two or three years, you mean? I mean, three, yeah. Two or, two three, or three years, years and they, they're still... You yeah, know. You, can't, you can't notice in application a difference. No. Probably some of the nutrition is broken down. Yeah. But you can't feel it. But like Carrie was saying, um, oils themselves are antibacterial, and very little will grow in an oil. Right. Like if you think about olive oil, if you just have it in your cupboard forever, I mean, it doesn't like mold or get It doesn't bad. go rancid or anything. Yeah. Yeah, so oils, oils themselves are, kind of are very, preservative. they're preservative. So, and essential oils the same. They're antibacterial, they're antifungal, antiviral. Um, yeah. So most of the time... Um, and clay is the same way. Clay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So really, like for our products, the only things we have to worry about are things that have food food products in them, which like our makeup or... Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically... If you're going to keep a product that's natural um, and you're not going to open it, you're going to buy extra or whatnot, um, or you're not going to use it for a while, what we suggest is putting it, sealing it tightly or closing it as tight as you can and then putting it in the back of the fridge mm -hmm. where the temperature stays the most constant and just storing it back there. But if you're using it every day, just leaving it out and using it is okay. Yeah. You're, and you're if you're using fine. it every day, it's not going to take you a year to use it up either. No, no, so, it shouldn't. Most yeah. things. Fire and ice on one hand might take you about But you wouldn't use that every day. Right, right. Um, so anyways, but just to plug for the healing of damaged skin, our probably, what is our best product, do you think, for healing like scarred or damaged skin? The Beyond, is that what you were mm -hmm. going to say? Yeah, yeah. The Beyond Serum. Um, what's in the Beyond Serum is a bunch of oils and a bunch of essential oils that increase the rate of cellular regeneration, which um, when Liz talks about healing, um, healing on the outside, you, you, if you can increase the rate of cellular regeneration, um, you're going to have, which means basically the turnover of the cell, you're going to have a little bit faster healing process. So when you talk about scars um, and fading scars or fading mm -hmm. any kind of discoloration, um, anything that's going to increase that rate. Um, carrot seed is really, really good um, at increasing cellular regeneration. Right. It's not good for pregnancy, so don't use it during pregnancy, um, but it is extremely um, effective. There are a bunch of essential oils as well that also do the same thing, which I put in Beyond Serum, and that really does help. Do we use any nut oils, like almond oil, macadamia oil, any other nut oils? Is um, are, can they be like reactive for people with phytic acid that's in them? And you know, like most that? of the time when people are allergic to, um, and like, like say, nuts. The, yeah, nuts or yeah. specifically any kind of nut, like a macadamia nut or anything like that, most of the time that's not carried through in the oil because the content, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but um, that is in the nut itself is not carried through into the oil. So most people can tolerate a topical application of something that they are actually not able to ingest. Okay. Yes, we put a lot of nut oils. We, we use almond oil a lot. We, we use almond oil, we use um, coconut, mm -hmm. macadamia nut, walnut. Yeah. I mean, we use a lot of nut oils in our, in our creations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, which ingredients and products have vitamin C, as we know that vitamin C is very important for skin health? Vitamin C. I know, that's the big thing now. Um, vitamin C is found, um, here's the thing, if you don't know, vitamin C that is put in commercial products is probably unstable. 
they can say that there's a lot of vitamin C in it, but in actuality, there might be very little because once vitamin C is mixed, yeah. it, it, I mean, it just dissolves and deteriorates and really vitamin C. Um, so vitamin C is best found in food sources. So that's where we find our vitamin C. And I, I can tell you honestly, every product that I make, if it has oils and essential oils in it, has vitamin C in it. And it's a stable form of vitamin C that is probably going to be more than what you just paid a lot of money for at the drugstore that has chemicals in it as well. Um, so all of our products have vitamin C uh, in them and they're all anti-aging. And I am actually working with Liz right now on creating a specific uh, serum made. A vitamin C serum. Yeah, vitamin C serum. So we're working on that. Uh, I'm working on that with Liz to uh, try and create something right now. So hopefully we'll have that soon. Um, so we use emu oil in which product? It's only one or two, right? Emu would be, I believe, in the Infinity Moisturizer. Okay. And I was gonna say it's in the Beyond, but I, I'm not. It's either the Beyond Serum or the Beyond Moisturizer. I get them all. Confused. I'm sure it's not the serum because the, the emu is like thick. It's got to be the moisturizer. Yeah, but it's it's okay to use. It's not now, so it's probably the moisturizer. I believe it's in the Beyond and the Infinity Moisturizer. Anyways, so the question is. Are, does our emu oil come from birds that are typically pasture raised and therefore should have an appropriate omega-3 to 6 ratio? Just because the, the question came up because as like paleo or it primal followers, we are concerned about the quality of our fats. So, yes. Yes, there's not too many suppliers of emu that I would trust around, uh, especially in the United States. So my we source ours from a U.S.-based um, company that just humanely and mm -hmm. pasture raise their emu. Yeah, we. I mean, Trina, before you even developed, before the company or anything, when you were first, you know, researching and experimenting and creating things, extensive research went into where the product, like where the ingredients were coming from. Yes. Like, we don't order essential oils from just anyone. Like, we're never from China. <laughs> it's <Trust> very <laughs> specific. Like. Although we get emails daily from these places in China that want to sell them to us, no way, we just junk those. Um, yeah, no, everything we purchase is U.S. and they're all... In quality, like right. researched quality, you know, we know what we're looking for and that's why we purchase Yeah, them. you have to be careful too um, where you get your oils, essential oils mm -hmm. from, um, because the way that they process them, mm -hmm. they can process them with chemicals. They can say they're organic, but if they process them with a chemical, they don't have to, they, they don't include that or, you know, mm -hmm. they still assume that the product, the end result it's is kind of organic. that whole thing of like getting to put the organic sticker on it. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's like as good as it sounds. I know and organic really lost its meaning, sadly. It has lost its meaning. So, but you can talk about the or the essential oils. But yeah, but it, the process, the way they process some of the essential oils, they can say that they're organic or wild harvested or however you want to call it. Um, but if they processed it with chemicals, those chemicals can still be in the end result. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be very careful for where you purchase. Um, and I always get emails, where do we get our essential oils from? And I can't give out, I, we get them from a lot of different sources. Mm -hmm. But they're all U.S. and we've we've checked into the way they process everything, and it's all clean. I promise. So there was one question earlier about autoimmune disease, and this was another question from that same person. Are our, our acne products, which do include seeds and nightshades or oils from them, are they safe to apply topically for someone who's very sensitive with an autoimmune disease? You know what? What I usually tell people. Um, when I get that question, I know it's kind of, um, it's so subject to the person. It, it's very, yeah, individual. Um, like I said, with the, the almond and the nuts, um, people, you, you can be sensitive to ingesting something, but be okay with a top, topical application because the, um, possibly the component that's causing the reaction internally is not in the oil or the mm -hmm. essential oil for the topical. Um, the um, what I usually tell people is to do a test and you know if you do it on your face I would do it somewhere where it's not real obvious mm -hmm. just to see if you're gonna have any kind of reaction 
um, wait a couple days just to make sure that that reaction doesn't flare. Um, because what people also don't realize, this goes for ingesting and topical, is that a reaction, most people think of a reaction, you put it on, you're going to get bumps right away. But a reaction internally or externally can take two or three days to actually mm -hmm. manifest. So I would try it, uh, wait two or three days, and if it seems okay and you see nothing changing, then you could poss you know, possibly use it. But most people that have reported that they were sen sensitive internally have not reported any problems using like the banished which I'm assuming is this what we're going to be talking what we're talking about the Vanish serum, which has the cayenne pepper in it. So it's a nightshade. Um, if if you don't know, nightshades are something. Um, when Liz was talking about the elimination diet, nightshades is something that can cause inflammation in some people, um, histamine release, and problem skin conditions. Um, nightshades would be like your peppers and tomatoes and things like that. So um, doing an elimination of those could possibly lead to better skin. Okay. How about blackheads? Yeah, what about them? I hate them. Like, what do you do about them? And why are they there? What do you do about them? I just, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Pretend like they're not there. I don't see any. Um, blackheads. Um, exfoliation is probably one of the best things to do. Uh, face masks, the clay face masks help pull out the um, toxins. You can normally, using like a face mask, um, I, I wouldn't use like an astringent that has alcohol, but like our toners, mm -hmm. um, especially the um, banished toner, will usually help shrink and they can actually shrink in size so that they're very invisible um, yeah, to the eye, I guess. Um, but the, it's the pores and the size of your pores, I think, too. Um, but I would say exfoliation and um, face mask would probably. And then, you know, also, um, banished would possibly help, but fire and ice might help draw toxins out as well. Fire and ice has a lot of ingredients that help detoxify. What about, like, body acne? What? I mean, that, that is so frustrating. It is frustrating. And you want to think that it's probably an internal route, but for someone... Like, what if you've been eating paleo for several years and you still have body acne? Like, what can you do? And you know what's even more frustrating is when you had acne on your face and your face heals up, but it moved. It migrated to your neck because I get that all the time. And that happened to me, actually, when my, my face cleared up after I'd started making my own products. My acne, and it still does when I get a flare-up, it's mostly on my neck. And it's irritating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I think that um, it's probably, possibly food-related still. It could be um, related to stress. Um, it could be topicals. You have to look at what you're putting on your back mm -hmm. or your neck. If it's not, you know, sometimes we put good things on our face, but we forget about the rest of the body, um, including, like, the soaps that we use. Anything that has SLS in it is a skin irritant, um, and that could be causing issues as well. Um, what about like environmental allergies? Any tips on how to deal with those things? I mean, it's that's hard too because you can't control like if it's seasonal or a hazmat suit. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what they're recommending these days. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, um, see, you know, seasonal allergies and environmental allergies are tough but you know yeah. um, sometimes what people have noticed is when they heal the body here's the thing if your body is in a state of um, trying to survive trying to det detox chemicals every day because you're either putting things on your body that are loaded with chemicals um, you're ingesting things that have hormones or chemicals in them and you're breathing in which environmentally you can't control your your body is breathing in and when I say breathing it's going into your lungs and it's going in through your skin as well your body is in a constant state of trying to detoxify Liz talked about liver health well let me tell you liver health is very important um, and especially if you are putting things on your skin um, as well as ingesting your body can never get to a state where it's just, um, it's healthy and it can deal with the, the everyday stress of environmental. 
If you eat clean and you use clean skincare products, you can eventually get to the point where your liver can take in the environmental toxins and it can actually break them down and eliminate them. What happens when this liver is in overload is that those toxins and chemicals, um, including skincare chemicals, get stored somewhere because the liver can't, they can't metabolism metabolize them fast enough. So they get stored in your tissues. And as your body is um, trying to get rid of them, if you start eating clean and using skincare, it might take a detox and adjustment period, which I've written some good articles on, but um, a detox and adjustment can take about six months. I know we don't really need to get into that here. That'll be another webinar. Um, once your body has healed and you're pretty much eliminated those toxins and chemicals from your tissues, and when I say tissues, it's not just your fat tissue, the organ tissue. And don't forget, almost every disease, the root is inflammation, including cardiac disease, respiratory diseases, um, any kind of gut diseases, it's usually inflammatory. And if your organs are um, overloaded with toxins and chemicals, the inflammation that's there is possibly causing some root damage. Detoxifying those chemicals um, can actually cause your liver to be able to function and get rid of the environmental toxins, which on a day-to-day -day basis might not be overwhelming for your liver if it's not worried about all the other things that you're ingesting or taking in through the skin. At that point, some people, you know, their body is able to um, take care of itself and environmental issues, environmental problems are not a problem anymore. Like when they used to get hay fever or you know, allergies, they notice that those symptoms go away because now their body can handle those things and it's not that allergic reaction anymore. But if you're chemically overloaded, yeah. let me tell you. Everything's hard. Um, you know what under the influence means? I, I mean, I think everybody knows what when yeah. you say I'm under the influence. It gives a new meaning when you think of it chemically by what you eat and what you absorb through your skin because your body is literally under the influence and when you're under the influence, if you associate it with alcohol, you cannot function properly. Your brain does not function properly. If you are chemically influenced by um, skincare or um, foods, then your body and your cells cannot function properly. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, did I go off on a tangent? I don't think so. I think you answered okay. the question. Okay. Um, okay, so last question. Would you ever consider teaching a class on how to create products like yours or educate people on which ingredients to use and avoid? Hmm. I know I've been asked that um, occasionally. Um, possibly I would. I obviously could not give out my recipes um, for my products, but I would possibly consider doing something like that. Um, as a basic how-to um, class, um, what I, I, and this is for all those people that are international out there, I apologize to everybody international because I know shipping is outrageous mm -hmm. to, to receive my products. So I thank you for your support because we have a huge international um, customer base mm -hmm. and they pay a lot of money. I, I've shipped things that someone has paid $100 to ship yeah. international before. Um, what I would eventually love to do is to internationally find someone in the UK or find someone in Australia, um, even Canada, um, that will actually come here learn how to make all of our products and then set up a base so that they can serve the mm -hmm. customers there and then they won't have to pay those outrageous shipping. So that would be a long-term plan. Um, I would love to start doing that. If there's anybody that would be interested, <laughs> don't bombard me. I'm not ready to do that right now. But that is something that I would love to do for international customers. Yeah, is, yeah that's something, you know. In the future. In the future, but um, classes, you know, at, it's just tough. We're so busy right now, but it would be a fun thing to do as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's all of our questions. Um, Heather, do you have any other questions for us? I do not. Okay. I just again, I want to apologize for the the uh, technical. We keep trying to get like fancier with these, and it it's not going so well. <laughs> Well, I really love having Liz on the show. Oh, yeah. And, and she's amazing. She's got such a good knowledge. And her um, 
book the skin or the skin intervention guide is an ebook and if you haven't received it or bought it yet it's an amazing knowledge i mean it's i I've been in the healthcare field for over 20 years, and when I read her skin intervention guide, um, I was amazed at the stuff that she, the knowledge she had. Yeah. Um, and I was honored to be the guest expert in there as well. When she asked me to do that, I, my mouth like hit the floor, and I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me. Um, but she also wrote Eat the Yolks, which is an amazing book that everyone should read. Um, and she's, I, I don't think she mentioned anything, but... Um, her blog is at um, Real, Food, Real Liz. Food Liz, yes. So if you don't or haven't visited Liz, check her out on her website. Um, and I will be sending everyone a coupon code or, or something. I know Liz mentioned something. She'll get that to me for the Skin Intervention Guide if you haven't purchased it. You can get it at a little discount. Um, I know Carrie and I want to offer... What are we going to offer? I don't know. What is? What are we going to put on sale? Well, I, I know there's a lot of people. First of all, we couldn't really do an introduction because Carrie and I weren't visible or audible um, during the introduction. So, um, you know, I know there's probably a lot of people that may not have heard of Primal Life Organics, may, may have heard of us but don't know anything about us. Um, there's some first-time people watching. Yeah. So um, I, I just want to give a little background that um, Primal Life Organics has been around for about two and a half years. Um, I'm Trina Felber. I'm the CEO. I'm, I created everything. This is Carrie Perkins. Um, she's my co-host as well as my assistant. She's also helped create Primal Colors, which is our makeup line um, made completely from food. You dabbled. You put food on your face a lot. Mm -hmm. She's still working on that mascara. <laughs> But she's coming up with a concealer. That, yeah. That's working good, right? I like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, um, we make everything fresh when it's ordered. I, I think I mentioned that. So if you order anything, um, most of the time we can ship it within, uh, it, we make it after you order it. So it, it takes about a week to make and package everything. On high volume times, it sometimes Longer, takes sometimes. two to three weeks. Um, yeah, and I expect that we'll be coming into a high volume time coming up. So. Yeah. Um, Normally with webinars, we do do um, some nice discounts, and I know that we're talking about skin conditions. So I think what I'm going to do, we just did um, the sale about a month ago when we did our webinar on um, our face products. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't watched our face products webinar, I encourage you to do so. You can go, um, I'll include it in a link um, as well from uh, in an email that I'll send out, but you can go to our website. I think the first um, column that you can tab down, you'll see webinars, and you just go to that and you'll see it's called um, Primal Face, uh, the face Products, um, but that will go through how to use the face products. Right. We also did a webinar on which face product is right for you. For your skin type. For your yeah, skin type. That's the second one. These are all in that same tab that she They're in the same about. tab. You just have to look for them. Those are two good, if, you, if you've never, if you don't know anything about Primal Life Organics, but you do want to try something, those are two other good webinars to watch. Um, but because we're talking about skin conditions, um, acne, um, what came up a couple times, the banished and beyond is what you would want to check out. Um, for anyone that suffers from acne, that is a constant thing. If you suffer from the occasional breakout, most likely I would suggest you um, look at the infinity or the infinity and beyond package and then add um, the beyond serum for banished. The I'm sorry, the banished serum for blemishes for your breakout, occasional breakout. But if you suffer from acne on an everyday basis, you would want the banished and beyond um, package for acne. And you still want the banished blemish serum. And that. you want the banished blemish, which is an add-on uh, from the package. Um, I know we talked a little bit about like eczema and psoriasis. We didn't really mention psoriasis. Um, my feel for both of those is a lot of times those can be healed with the internal health as well as externally. Um, look at the products that you're putting on your skin. Um, if they have any of the chemicals, any chemical name, any fragrance, um, I, I would ditch those and try and use, even if you just have coconut oil, I would just try some coconut oil um, you know, until you can find something that has a little bit more healing agents in it. I've had a lot of people use baby's butt balm on um, their or their eczema mm -hmm. and psoriasis, and they've they've done very well with that. They say it's very healing for them. Um, so the baby's mm -hmm. butt balm is something that I would recommend for that. Um, 
But I think we're going to do just repeat basically the sale that we did a couple weeks ago because we have so many yeah new people. So what we'll put on sale for everyone, we'll do a 30% off just like we did the last time. So it's a really good deal. Um, if, if you want to try some face um, products, we'll do all of our face packages, which would be the bare face package if you are um, sensitive or not sure where to start. Um, a lot of times the bare package is a great place to start. Um, that comes with a face wash and a moisturizer. Um, but the carrot seed is more for oily skin. The carrot seed package, the pomegranate package is for oily skin dry. or dry skin. Infinity and Infinity and Beyond are two anti-aging packages. Pretty um, much good for everybody. Yeah, or good for everybody. If you don't know what to get, either one of those are perfect. Um, and what I usually recommend is that you flip-flop them. So order one this time, and then the next time order the next one. Our packages last about two to three months. Most people can get them to last two to three months. I highly suggest you watch how to use our products because you don't want to use too much. Um, and then the Banished and Beyond. So all of those will be included in the sale. I'll include the baby's butt balm. Um, there's the blemish serum. Yes, the blemish serum. Individually. Oh, the, um, uh, yeah, the fire and ice, fire and ice. will be included. Exfoliators. The exfoliators, Dirty X, Dirty X um, at midnight and Dirty X uh, Sweet Revenge are both the exfoliators that will be on sale. Face um, masks. The face masks. Two face masks, Banished face mask and Herbal Clay face mask. Yes, both of those. And um, we'll do Fallen again because Fallen is our seasonal line and since it's fall. Yeah. And you'll, Do you want to do like the other body butters for like, you know, dry skin going into the winter? Yeah, we could do the body butters. Dry skin is a skin condition. So we'll do the body butters. And that includes the Fallen too. Dry skin is a condition, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> going into the winter. Okay, we're sitting here in Ohio. The winter's right around the corner. But right now we have beautiful fall. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's okay. It's nice. We'll take it. Um, so anyway, coupon code. Let's do something with Liz. Mm -hmm. Liz. Clog with Liz. No, we'll just do her name. Okay. So L-I-Z space wolf with an E. W-O-L-F-E. Liz Wolf. W-O-L-F-E. Put a space between Liz and Wolf. Um, give me at least 15 minutes to get that up and running because I have not prepared anything because I didn't know exactly how much we were going to talk about. And we didn't know yeah, what we were, what we were going to put on sale. So Liz Wolf, and it will be on sale, what is today, the 23rd? We'll do it through um, November 1st. Right? That's That's a yeah, but uh, and this will be available to view very soon. But I like to do that. Take me a while though, because it's long. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a little while for us to get it up on the website. So I always want I always want to give the yeah. people that didn't attend because it's two o'clock in the afternoon. A lot of people work the time to view it and be able to use the coupon. Actually, almost four now. And yes, and <laughs> on top of that, um, because if you need to watch the other two um, or want to watch the other two first, webinars, yeah, then you still time. have the time. So. Through November 1st, um, you will be able to use coupon code LizWolf, and you will get 30% off everything. And I will have a tab at the top everything that, we mentioned. that says Skin Conditions Webinar, and it will list everything in there that will be on, on included in the sale. So, uh, yeah. And don't forget to check out our Dirty Mouth Tooth Powder that's black, the black Dirty Mouth, because it's... Um, it, it has activated charcoal in it that really we've gotten good reviews on that. Um, and also the pit stick is still on sale for the, through the end of the oh, month. Oh, yes, and the pit stick is still on sale for $2 off through the end of the month um, for breast cancer awareness. Yeah. So anyways, that's what we have going on. Thank you so much for your patience and for sticking with us. No, and I'm sorry that it lasted so long, but we do love Liz, and we do love that you guys were able to stick it out with us. So um, thank you for plugging along with us, and I'm not sure what the next topic is going to be, but it'll probably be in about three or four weeks. That, um, and it'll be awesome, whatever it is. Yeah, just um, check our upcoming events, and we are so glad you guys stuck around. I'm Trina, and this is Carrie. Thanks. Have a good day. See ya.